Welcome, everybody, at another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. If you're all enjoying your day, great. If not, well, let me tell you something, brother. We got a four-part series now here. Probably the longest series of episodes that we've had since the three-part series a little while back. So, today I figure, why not go over, within four episodes in a row, about the four different seasons of Hogan Knows Best. Now, I gotta warn y'all, I've got a lot of notes that I'm going through within four seasons. Like, right now, I'm about midway through season three, and I've got, like, 18 pages typed out of notes for all these episodes. So, it's a lot of work going back to this show. And eventually, I will cover Brooke Knows Best, even though I gotta get my hands on the final episode before trying to finish that up in order to do that whole spinoff series justice. So, anyway, let's go over season one. Thankfully, there were only seven episodes to discuss, which is kind of a relief because they then go, like, 12 to 13 episodes per season after this. So, Let's not delay. So the first episode, Brooke's first date. This point, Brooke is 16, and after taking a phone call, it turns out there's a 22-year-old guy named Adam who wants to take her out on a date. But of course, Hogan, he ain't about that. It's like, that doesn't work for me, brother. Because of that whole age difference, is like, hey, 22-year-old guy who's also friends with Nick, despite Nick being 14, you got that big age difference, Hulk ain't happy about it. I mean, like, the only good thing they say about Adam is like, hey, he got Nick into cards, it's whatever. I mean, Linda seems more accepting of Brooke going on this date with a guy, but Hulk is just like, no, like, he's disapproving it of completely, 100%. And you can't blame him, because that age difference there, she's still a minor. But then eventually they, he has a sit-down talk with Adam, they bring up the age difference. Adam mentions that the law involving all this more pertains, like, in terms of just hanging out or a date, pertains more to sex compared to just going and hanging out. Which eventually Hulk is like, oh, alright, as long as you're not trying anything. But, things get taken to a different level because during all this, Hulk also vents to Brian Nobbs saying that he's not happy about this, and Nobbs is like, hey, why don't you spy on the date? So that prompts Hulk to go to this freaking company in order to get a gps tracking device put in one of his cars which hulk says hey brooke if you want to go out with this guy you gotta take this car so he's spying on them watching through a gps system wherever they're going and at first they go to like this zoo type area where they're seeing animals you got giraffes and sloths and a rhino and for some reason adam knows about the freaking sex life and frequency of a rhino which is like why are you saying that to brooke that means nothing but then while they're out on the date Nick brings up some revelation, which I don't know why the family freaked out about, saying, hey, oh, by the way, Adam has pierced nipples, and Hulk's just like, Linda! Like, he is pissed. And Linda's like, why didn't you tell us? And he also reveals that at one other point, freaking Adam took Nick to a gay beach or whatever, and they're pissed at Nick. It's like, why didn't you tell us? It's like, stuff easily slips for fuck's sake. But eventually, like, they try to get things back on course. Friggin' Hulk is mad that Brooke's not back in. He's like, hey, what's the deal? And Brooke's like, oh, you said be home by 8. No, I said be back by dark. And it's like, but we want to go out for dinner and, like, get some food. So Hulk's like, all right. But by that point, that's when Linda realizes, oh, they bugged the car. They're stalking them, and Linda is just not happy about this. I mean, of course, like, she's not going to be happy that her daughter is just being freaking tracked by her husband and everything. So <clears throat> there's issues on both sides. Eventually... By the end of the episode, Brooke returns home, Adam did not do any sneaky business, but Hulk is like, yeah, that's enough Adam for one lifetime, and we never see him again for the rest of the series. Thank fuck. 
I mean, I get it's a scripted show, reality TV, but it's like, that's one weird way to start off your series about Hulk, like, allowing Brooke to go out on a date with some older guy. Like, holy crap. Anyway, now let's jump into episode two, Nick's Girlfriend. We've seen this, we see this girl not that often throughout this series or anything. His girlfriend, Ashley, were right at the beginning. Brooke and Nick are wrestling around. I mean, you see this a handful of times at the beginning of episodes. Just, like, wrestling between Brooke and Nick or Nick and possibly Hulk, I think. We, we also see it with Hulk and Nick and everything. It's just, of course, it's a wrestling family. So, like, freaking Brooke and Hulk, or, sorry, Brooke and Nick are just not listening to Hulk. Hulk's getting pissed off. He's like, hey, Linda, come up here. Hit this hand. Boom, she tags me. He's like, all right, tag, I'm out. Tells the kids, just get freaking handled by his mom and everything. He's like, he can't take this shit. I mean, then again, you got two rowdy teenagers. You're a wrestler. Come on. And they also kind of go back and listen, kind of replay exactly the type of stuff we saw from the first episode where the family is more strict on Brooke compared to Nick. Because, like, it just gets ridiculous. Like, Nick gets to be up there with his girlfriend in his room and everything, and everything's fine and all that shit. But with Brooke, they're just on her ass about everything. We meet Ashley, but then the family starts saying, hey, they're not happy about the fact that Nick is spending more time and focusing on his girlfriend rather than his family, which is kind of understandable, but I mean, like, he's a teenager, he's got hormones, he's thinking with a different head. Even if he might not be using it, as we find out a little bit later. So then eventually Hulk also talks to Brooke saying, the reason that he's more strict on Brooke than Nick is because girls can get pregnant and boys can't, but Brooke has a rebuttal saying, can't happen if they're not having sex. But then after this, Hulk eventually catches Nick and Ashley snuggling and he vows to be a little more strict on Nick about this because of course, teenage boys, again, like I said, they're thinking with the wrong head. You never know what could happen from one moment to the next. It's just like, boom, jump on them and all that shit. We also get a bit of a Glimpse into Hulk's morning routine with, like, I think they showed him brushing his teeth. But I remember they were showing him cooking breakfast, and he made the mistake of cooking bacon with his shirt off, and, tss, yeah, got on his body. Eventually, Hulk tries to take Nick to the shooting range after school, but then, right when it's time, Nick kind of blows him off to go hang out with Ashley again, so Hulk ain't happy about that. And don't worry, we'll see the shooting range again a little bit later on. So they finally try to finally have some time together at a Supra car meet, but then Ashley gets invited again, which... Hulk is getting pissed about because he's like he's tired of seeing Ashley everywhere he turns. So Hulk decides, hey, I'm gonna try to break them up, and he influences a model named Kelly to come over and try to spend time with Nick. Ashley sees that she's pissed, like, why did you go off with this other girl in your Supra? But eventually, cooler heads prevail. Things are calm and all that shit. Then eventually, by the end of the episode, they come back home. And Nick is down there with his girlfriend in the kitchen, and Linda and Brooke are snooping through his bedroom, and they find condoms in one of his many wallets, because I don't know why he needs a billion different wallets in his freaking dresser and everything, but they eventually find one condom wrapper that was opened. They're like, oh shit, is Nick fucking? I mean, he probably was at that point. I mean, he's got a girlfriend and everything. He's a teenager of hormones. Uh, uh, uh. He'll hump anything that, can, that has a freaking pulse at this point. But they confront him by him, and he says that he kept the wrapper because he used a condom as a prank where he, like, takes that off a wrapper and put him on door handles or something. I don't get it. I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, maybe it's because I'm not a prankster, I don't get it. Anyway, that's episode two. Now we're going to episode three, Brooke's Big Break, and thankfully I don't have many notes about this one. Uh, right at the beginning, Brooke... It's been established this show was done to try to help promote Brooke's music career. And by the beginning of episode 3, she's frustrated that her career is not going anywhere despite constantly busting her ass off, making no progress, even despite having a music video prior 
to the show even taping and everything, but yet her career still hasn't gone anywhere yet. So after this, uh, Hulk reveals that someone is interested in her music. I believe it's Larry Rudolph, who was the former manager of Britney Spears at one point, but then Hulk also get, gets on Brooks' case for trying to eat a cookie. It's like, one leads two, two leads three, so on and so forth. It's like, just let her have a snack, Hulk. Come on. Uh, the music producer, they also come across a different music producer. Yeah, later, later on was Larry Rudolph, but they come against this guy named Six, who kind of wants to change up Brooks' look a little bit, but Hulk is not having it. It's like, you're not going to change her look up with changing her hair or trying to sexualize her. It's like, nah, doesn't work for me, brother. So they try to take some time a little bit away. Brooke gets dressed up for the Grammy Awards and all that stuff. And you keep seeing microphones with guys from VH1, the channel that they're freaking airing the show on, just getting interviews and all that shit. Uh, a little later on, finally, they get the phone call with Larry Rudolph with Linda and Brooke saying that he wants to work with them and everything. And of course, they're all excited. But Linda then confides with Hulk when they're in private in the room later on, saying that Larry's the guy that led Brooke, that led Brittany down the whole path about getting a bit more sexualized clothes coming off and they're worried that it's gonna happen with Brooke but it's like come on you got Hulk he's not gonna allow that to happen he's he's on their asses about everything as we'll keep seeing throughout the series uh, and before seeing Larry Brooke and Hulk decide to go work out in the gym the Gold's Gym over in Los Angeles and then they come across a porn star I think his name is like Rick Manning or something like that and afterwards, Hulk is like, freaking Brooke, you gotta wash your hands, because, like, that guy's a porn star. But she's like, he said I was pretty. But it's like, you gotta stay away from that guy, all right? Who knows how many diseases you can get just from shaking his damn hand? Because you never know how many freaking areas his hand is touching now. Uh, then by the end, she's in the studio, rehearses a new song about her, like, that whole love for a guy compared to love for her father. And they try to say, hey, add some brass to your voice to kind of add a different sound to it, and she's got a handful of points before the end of the episode where she's just screaming her head off to add a bit of a rasp in there, and all that crap. So, I mean, finally she's getting a possible break because somebody's actually interested in helping with her career, but you gotta be careful with this guy. Uh, episode 4, WrestleMania, so the, right off the bat, family's having fun, going on mopeds and everything, and then Hulk gets called from Vince McMahon saying that he's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, so early 2005... Sylvester Stallone is inducting him into the Hall of Fame, and Linda's thrilled about Hulk getting inducted, but they're kind of apprehend she's apprehensive about Hulk's idea about getting back in the ring, because he's starting to get that bug, because he hadn't had a match since, like, 2003, since, I think, around the time he left WWE, because that whole dispute about Mr. America and WrestleMania and creative plans and all that crap. Uh, and Hulk tries to tell Nick and Brooke that his in-ring days are over, and WWE won't let him back in the ring because of his age and body problems, but we know that's not true, as we would see later on. And Hulk's even trying on his memorabilia, having some fun, like with the bows and sunglasses and all that. And he confides Linda that he's hoping to get some involvement in WrestleMania, but the family's still skeptical because it's like we know how they know how wrestling is. I mean, he had been wrestling for like over, almost thirty years by that point. Uh, later on, like they find out, like I said, they're preparing for the speech, but they don't know how to say thank Sylvester Stallone. Is like, is he presenting him to Hall of Fame? Is he inducting? And they're going back and forth with nods, like. It's a presentation, it's an induction, presentation, induction. But then Hulk even says that he's going to get involved in WrestleMania. He wants to, quote, beat up a couple of young guys. I mean, Hulk, that doesn't do any young guys any favors, especially seeing your age and how you're struggling to move around. But they eventually get backstage. 
they're getting ready for the Hall of Fame, and Hulk is reuniting with a bunch of guys backstage, like Iron Sheik, Jerry Lawler, Nikolai Volkov, Slaughter, Flair, Bischoff, so many people. I mean, you see this Hall of Fame group and everything. It's pretty much guys that Hulk worked with back in the days. I mean, it's the strongest class they probably ever had, but still, it's kind of a running theme there. Hulk presents his speech. Crowd's chanting, one more match, one more match, and Hulk says, in this business, never say never. And of course, we know that because he would have a few more matches after this in WWE. And then Hulk gets, then the final part of the episode, they show Hulk getting ready backstage, getting his gear on, preparing to go out WrestleMania because he's going to save Eugene from Muhammad Hassan and Davari because, oh, I want to work with the younger guys, brother. In reality, he just wants to make himself look good over them. And they even showed some shots from the crowd showing like Nick and Linda and Brooke being there ringside, cheering them on. And I didn't even realize they also had David Arquette ringside. Kind of a surprise there. Uh, now, episode 5 out of 7, Romantic Getaway. So, they, you have Nick and Brooke wrestling around again. Not a surprise there. But Hulk and Linda are fighting because Hulk is pissed that his maid, the maid was in this bathroom and everything. He doesn't want that. He can't find his toothbrush. So, the whole running theme is that they're arguing all the time. They're stressed out. They're constantly going about Brooke's career and everything. And they realize that it's tough for them to have any romance in their marriage because... They got too many other things going on. So Hulk decides, hey, let's go on a romantic getaway and have some fun. And Nobbs is going to watch the kids. But the thing is, Linda doesn't know that at first. So Hulk and Linda are in that stretch Jeep, Hummer, limo, or whatever you freaking call it. Having some fun, drinking a bunch of champagne. They quickly go through it, so they got to go back to the, go to a nearby liquor store. Spend a couple hundred dollars on another bottle. <laughs> like, who knows how drunk Hulk was by that point. So they go off, they're having dinner, they're getting massages and everything, and by that point, that's when Linda finds out, hey, at, when they're at the Don Cesar Beach Resort, that Nick and Brooke are being watched by Nobs, which Linda is not having any of, because she does not trust Nobs whatsoever. I mean, she can't really blame him. I mean, this is the same guy who decided to fart in front of Miss Elizabeth for no reason. <laughs> so and the whole time, Brooke's doing her best to behave, but Nick is just making things a living hell. Freaking spraying silly string all over Brooke while she's in the sink. Freaking taking Nobs' stuff while he's in the shower, like taking his clothes to prank him. And freaking Nobs has to come out wearing span Hulk's red and yellow spandex just for fun. You know, the whole thing of Nick making a fool, like playing with the golf cart and possibly the police coming after him. It's just like Nick's just doing everything to make everybody's life a living hell. Eventually, Linda and Hulk finally come back. Nobs is gone. They kind of punish Nick, saying, hey, you've got to have a new bedtime, can't have your phone around, your girlfriend's got to be on the back burner. But then by the afterwards, he's talking with Linda, and they're just laughing about this, the fact that Nobs is getting tortured, but he has to lay, lay a, a smack it down on Nick to try to not encourage him to keep doing that, but he's actually secretly proud of him torturing Nobs. I mean, it was pretty cool for the theme of the end of the episode. Uh, episode 6. So we got second last episode of the season to discuss. Hogan's versus City Hall. So you see the whole theme about the fact that the family's been through a lot of pets, ferrets, tortoises, birds, dogs, cats, so on and so forth. Because they're big fam they're big like animal people. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But they've also discussed how their neighbors are constantly complaining about animals and the noises they got like a rooster and everything that they had to get a permit for. But they've had to downgrade animals just to please the neighbors. Well, things start to come to a head because Brooke is trying to lay out in the back, tanning everything in the sun, and you got the new freaking gardener just peeking over, claiming that, oh, the freaking birds are pissing me off, and by the time Hulk comes out, the guy just freaking takes off. And of course, you don't want to come face-to-face -face with Hulk Hogan. 
and eventually they get a letter in the mail from the city about all the noise complaints, and they have a limit set on them how many pets they can have, which is like five? Which the family is pissed off about because they know the neighbors are causing this. So they go out Saturday night and decide, hey, let's make a shitload of noise to piss them off. So they're screaming, blaring through a belt like a bullhorn, honking their horns and everything like that in their cars to piss off the neighbors because of this. But it's just like they're trying to make a statement, but it ain't working. So they figured, hey, in order to kind of comply, let's take our dogs and put them over to the beach house because technically... They're not around this house, they're not making a noise for our neighbors, and it's, it's a legal residence for them still to live at, so they figure, hey, during the day, let's bring the pets over there, and then at night, bring them home to sleep with us, kind of like a whole back and forth thing, which just seems like a big hassle there. And then, like, the news breaks out that they're having issues and everything, they're on the front page of a newspaper for all this, so they decide, hey, let's bring awareness about this, because they had to go to town hall in front of the city about all this, so they do media appearances, try to raise awareness about this. They eventually go to court, and they try to claim through their lawyer saying that, hey, technically, the rooster does not count as a domestic animal because they say you can't have more than five domestic animals living in your house. But they try to say, hey, this rooster is an exception because this rooster is not a domestic animal. This is an animal they had to get a freaking permit for. So therefore, this animal does not count and go over that limit. But they freaking... The, Town Hall changes their mind saying, hey, we're still going to count it as a prom and going forth until you downgrade on animals, you have to pay a fine of $100 a day and let us piss off in the freaking uh, parking lot and everything saying, you guys are making my life miserable and all that crap. Then they decide, hey, we're going to keep the animals. We're not going down. We're going to go by the books, pay the fine. I mean, it's $100 a day. I mean, the Hogan's can take care of it. So they go through it, and by the end of the episode, they have an update saying, hey, July 2005, Hogan's appealed, and the whole fine got overturned, so it's no problem there. I mean, seriously, like, that's the problem with neighbors. They know how to ruin everything. Especially when you got a freaking gardener just watching them. And now finally, the season finale, episode 7 of season 1, Hulk's hobby. So this is the point where Hulk's in-ring career has been dying out, he hasn't been doing much and everything, and he's just going around the house just bored as hell, just trying to do something to ease up his time. So he ends up being so bored at one point that he decides, hey, I'm going to go antiquing with Linda, even though he hates him. The fr as soon as he gets to the freaking building, he's like, oh, this is a junkyard. Like, Hulk, then why'd you bother showing up? But then his tone kind of changed because he saw a big statue just like him, and Hulk ends up leaving with a big freaking shark head that he finds there in the building. So I guess Hulk's tone kind of changed a little bit. And after this, the family's having a meeting about, what do we do with Hulk? He's got to have a hobby. He's bored. I mean, Brooks like just Pilates. And they, Linda says, in order to influence Hulk to do things, you got to present these hobbies like a competition in order to get Hulk to actually agree because he's a competitive person. And later on, Nick's working on his car. is like, hey, why don't we go golfing? So Hulk agrees. So they go golfing with Nobs. Like, Hulk, Nick, and Nobs are there. They take Hulk's... Uh, Financial advisor, I can't remember his name, but he's also got a 10-year-old son who's a good golfer. And right away, they're like, oh, Hulk, before you go out golfing, you got to wear a collared shirt. So Hulk just chooses a white shirt and cuts off the sleeves because Hogan can't wear sleeves unless he's wearing a tuxedo. They're playing freaking golf, having a good time. The kid is pissing off Hulk the whole time to the point where he decides, hey, let's make a bet. Whoever loses this hole that we're playing on, they have to tee off the next hole with their, sh their pants down around their ankles. And of course, Hulk loses. I mean, even right at the beginning of that hole, right before that one where he has to work, have his pants down on his ankles, he freaking knocks his ball right into the water when he tees off. Good move, Hulk. 
Wonder who had to dive into the water to get that son of a bitch. Then Hulk, everybody's starting to play their games and everything, but Nick decides to pull pranks where he freaking causes Nobbs' golf bags and like with his clubs to fucking freaking fall off the back of the golf cart. Then Nick is fooling around by smashing carts into each other just for the fun of it, but that prompts them to get kicked out because of it because it's like, hey, you're damaging golf cars, fuck off. So then, so then they got nothing to do, but then Brooke and Linda decide to convince Hulk, hey, come join us with tennis. And they bring in Bubba the Love Sponge. Oh boy, friends one point, but not any longer. They're going through the training of hitting balls and everything. You show them playing tennis, but then quickly afterwards, Hulk and Bubba are like, oh, we ain't playing this. And they sit on the sidelines just drinking beer the whole time. But then you think, oh, they're actually going to play tennis with us. But then they're like, nah, we're out of here. So that shows that tennis didn't freaking influence them. But then finally, they go to the last thing, which is Brooke's suggestion. Join Linda and Brooke in Pilates. So they go there. It's at Gold's Gym, which we see a handful of times around the season. They take part in a class, and Hulk is actually enjoying it. He's enjoying Pilates, saying it's helped his body feel better. He can move around more. But Linda was enjoying it. He's like, oh, the woman is barking orders. I'm rolling around on the floor. And then to close the episode right afterwards, I think it was like two weeks later, saying that Hulk decided to meet up with Nobbs at the house. He's like, oh, Linda, I'm going to go see my mother. And instead, it's a cover-up because he takes Brian Nobbs to go Pilates with him. So finally, Hulk found a hobby that he actually enjoys. So anyway, folks, that first season, not bad. Not too bad. Like, in terms of how these episodes went, first episode, it's an odd premise. Borderline creep, like, well, not borderline creepy. It's absolutely creepy that they set this whole thing up of a 22-year-old dating a 16-year-old for an episode. Creepy start. Nick's girlfriend didn't care about it. Just a weird thing where Hulk tried to sabotage his relationship because he's jealous that his girl that Hulk's or Nick's girlfriend's getting more attention. Brooks big break I wasn't too keen on. Like it was just a thing where Brooks frustrated, they're trying to get her like a big break and everything. You meet a porn star, and then she's trying to get like a demo done, so it's whatever. WrestleMania I'd say was the fun episode. Hall of Fame, WrestleMania appearance, and all that shit. Uh, the Romantic Getaway, that was probably, like, the most comedic slash entertaining episode because some of the stuff happening to Brian Nobbs. Uh, Hogan's vs. City Hall, kind of an iffy episode, didn't really care for it. It's just whatever. And then Hulk's Hobbies, that was pretty fun with certain points. I mean, like, the antiquing part, it was just whatever, Hulk just going through and not caring about anything. Tennis didn't care about him, then he actually had fun with Pilates. So, in terms of a best episode, I'd either say WrestleMania or The Romantic Getaway. In terms of the worst episode, in terms of the least entertaining, I would probably have to say Brooks Big Break. But, I mean, that's seven episodes. It's whatever. So, anyway, let me know all you thought in the comment section below. If you've ever seen Hogan O's Best Season 1, let me know what you say in the comment section below. If you enjoyed the episode, leave a like. Comment below, subscribe with the bell turned on if you're watching this on YouTube, or follow on any other service you may be listening to outside of there. And I'll catch you all next time for a review of Season 2. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.